Hello and welcome back to our next episode of the Fresh Trees Podcast. I'll be your host today, Jeremy, here and with... And your local lore master, Justin. <laughs> and that fits because today, on today's episode, we're going deep diving into our first... And we've been waiting for this for a while for our Star Wars discussion episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is basically the... This is basically the meat of all pop culture discussions, I feel like, at least for us. Um, and Justin, Justin, Justin more so than me, is we want to do this for, obviously, basically from the start of the podcast. So we figured we'd finally squeeze it in this episode. So today we're going to be going over a few topics. We're going to be starting off with, um, Justin's going to talk about a brief of our history, uh, slash experiences with the Star Wars franchise. He's going to do a short history of Lucasfilm with Disney. Uh, we're going to do some film reviews and such opinions, and then at the end, depending on how much time we have, we might do a couple hot takes we have on the Star Wars franchise. Yes. So we got lots in store for today, so I'm just going to let, without further ado, just let Justin go ahead. Okay, here I go. Yeah, we already said that uh, if I happen to dominate the conversation, that's probably just what's going to happen here I'm today. I'm basically just listening today. Yep, you can, you can <laughs> just treat me as the special guest today, and Jeremy is the host. Yes. <laughs> So, yes, Star Wars. It's a big part of my life. For sure. A huge interest of mine, prevalent in my life in general. I've now seen, let's see, three, four, five, six movies in the movie theater. First time releases. Yep. And uh, if you count the Phantom Menace 3D, that's seven. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, my first one was Revenge of the Sith in 2005. Yeah. And yours would have been Force Awakens. My first Star Wars movie to see first time theaters, yeah, was Force Awakens. Sweet. So, you know, obviously, so this is a very prevalent uh, conversation to have in a pop culture-themed podcast. You know, if I wanted to, I could just talk about the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, about how much I love it. Yeah. How much of a cinematic genius George Lucas is. Really, yeah. But everybody already knows that. Everybody already knows. If we want to have, yeah, once again, a prevalent and controversial discussion on a pop culture subject, what better thing than the new sequel trilogy of Star Wars? Yeah, throw a little spice in there. So, to start it off, we will discuss uh, a little bit short history of how modern Star Wars has come to be what it is today. Once upon a time, back in the year 2012, Disney acquired the company of Lucasfilm, started by George Lucas, which originally produced the Star Wars franchise. Disney bought it for a whopping over $4 billion. Jeez. <laughs> and so, yeah, Lucas is loaded now. He has completely unloaded his previous ownership of this company and his beloved franchise yes and now disney's all like so we own this now we might as well make some money off of it (laughs) so they announce they're making a new trilogy of star wars movies teenage me oh yeah (laughs) so i remember november 2014 the first trailer for episode seven premieres online i remember the day i i I remember watching the trailer for the first time i was coming home from school mom had just picked us up from the bus yeah i'm in the car i open up youtube and it's there it's there we watch it and it is literally 
the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, okay, like, no joke, I remember watching The Force Awakens trailer for the first time, and I mean, even though I hadn't technically seen a, a Star Wars movie in the theater for the for, for my first time yet, like, on the first release, when you watched the trailer the first time, I think I almost cried. I was like, this, oh my like, gosh. I think it was just, like, the fact that we were getting a brand new Star Wars movie after so many years, something new, and, like, I also think, like, the score, like, the music they, they used oh, in that trailer, geez, it yeah. literally... Yeah, I think I almost cried during that trailer. It was, it if, was, it was beautiful. If it's not for seeing the Falcon or Han and Chewie again, that music was tugs so at good, you so hard. So I loved it. But, and so, that came out in 2015. We saw it. A monumental theater experience. Yeah. I was <laughs> through the roof excited. Yeah. <laughs> is that the time that we didn't think you were going to leave the theater yes oh my I gosh. was uh, quite possibly uh, shocked in my seat after watching it for the first time yeah we went back home I think we went back to Nana's house I think I physically and emotionally exerted myself so much I felt sick afterwards yeah no okay literally so <laughs> it, it was me Justin our mom and dad our Nana and Papa and was Natalie there probably our cousin yeah. she was she there had too to and so it was all of us and literally all of us but Justin you know, we, we had obviously sat through all the movie. We had sat through all the credits. The lights were coming on, and the movie theater, like, cleanup crew was coming in to clean the theater for the next showing, and we were like, Justin, we have to go, because he was, like, the only person still sitting in his seat. I couldn't just, handle like, it. He- like, head to the back of the seat, arms on the rest, just, like, in a trance. <laughs> I had literally just seen the light. And interesting enough, the first time I saw it, I didn't e- wasn't even sure if I liked it or not. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, I was not prepared for this. I have experienced this next chapter in the saga and I'm not even sure if I can handle it. Yeah. So anyway, fantastic and life-changing experience with that theater. But then back to the Lucasfilm acquisition. Right when they started writing this movie, um, Lucas had appointed... The new head of Lucasfilm, a woman named Kathleen Kennedy. Ah, yes. Now, many fanboys cringe when they hear that name nowadays, <laughs> but she's in charge of all things Star Wars nowadays, so you got to accept that and, you know, honestly, be grateful for it. Because we have gotten some good things. Because, and then she's honestly been with the company since, like, the 80s. She produced Indiana Jones and all that, so she's been with Lucasfilm for a long time. So her... She put together a new writing team for the first movie. A man named J.J. Abrams. He did the new Star Trek movies. Yep. Fantastic cinematic director. And then he also brought on the writer, whose name is Lawrence Kasdan, who, of all things, wrote The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi of the original trilogy. So, fantastic duo for making this movie. Of course. And and it was. Mm-hmm. But the other problem is, when they acquired the company, they told George, we're going to take the company and we're going to take your script, but you get no creative input. He was like, whack, whatever. Just take it, give me the money. I'm over with it. And in the end, they kind of gave him the butt end of the deal. Because not only did they not give him any creative control, they scrapped his script and rewrote a new one. Yeah. So... Way to honor the creator's legacy there. <laughs> but 
for the first movie, it still worked out. To start off with kind of our, our first segment there, we're, which we title Lucasfilm and Under Disney, What They're Doing Wrong versus Right. Yes. The number one thing that they did wrong with this new franchise is that when they sat down to write this movie, they didn't write the entire trilogy all at once. Yeah. They literally just wrote this as a standalone movie and then didn't hand it off the next two movies to different writers and different directors not knowing what was going to happen next. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. The problem there is George Lucas wrote the original three movies all at once or at least had an outline. Yeah. He was like, we're going to introduce these characters and then we're going to have quote unquote the Empire strike back. Yeah. And then we're going to have the Jedi return. Yes. And liberate the galaxy, <laughs> in a sense. And he did the same thing with the prequels. He had the same idea. We're going to meet Anakin, and we're going to see his fall to Vader. He planned it all ahead. But with this one, they're like, well, let's not do that. Mm -hmm. Let's just write, write one great movie and let the filmmakers worry about it next. Eh. <laughs> or did not work out. <laughs> no. Did they make decent movies? Uh, somewhat, yes. <laughs> but that was their greatest downfall, is not writing it all at once, knowing how they want to structure this trilogy, and not just winging it. George did not spend the last 30 years winging it. Okay? Yeah, no, no. You, 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 didn't, you don't make something like this and just wing it. Yeah. So, even though they got some of the best directors, best writers in Hollywood today. There's just nothing that could have saved this creative arc of making this. Yeah. So that's definitely what I have to say is what the downfall of this trilogy was. Yeah, for sure. But then we were also just talking recently about now that Lucasfilm is owned by Disney, they have a whole catalog of other properties. Mm-hmm. They also own the Indiana Jones franchise, yes. which they're finally getting around to making another one, whether you want it or not. It's happening. I mean, Harrison Ford's still excited about it, even though he's in his late 70s. Yeah. But... Hey. <laughs> but we were also talking, like, if they own these this previous content, like... They should be taking advantage of it. Why is it not on Disney Plus? Yeah, where is all the Indiana Jones movies on Disney Plus? And for those who don't know, there was a young indie yeah, series the young indie back series in the day from we, like the nineties. Yeah, we own. It was like, it, it was there was episodes, but each episode was almost like its own movie. It was like an hour or so for an episode. Right. Yeah, they so, were like little TV movies. So. Yeah. You know, what was it? The the Legend of the Peacock's Eye? Yeah, that's the one that we saw. Oh, that one's good. It's probably our favorite that's one. That's probably our favorite one. That we remember. So, yeah, they have four movies plus a bunch of miniseries that they could add to their streaming content yes. that they're just not taking advantage of. And, like, and it's not like the franchise isn't big enough. I mean, it's, it's only Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, yeah, like, come on. I don't know. I don't see how they would have any licensing rights problems with that. Yeah. Because I don't think those movies are streaming anywhere else. They're not streaming anywhere so, else. It's not like they're in some contract with Netflix no. or some other else that's that they're bound. But so if this reaches <clears throat> the executives at Disney or Disney Plus, put the content out, please. please. We want it. <laughs> I mean, we got it on on DVD, but 
other people. But who who doesn't love to stream it too? Like yeah. Anyway, that's the other problem they're doing. They're not taking advantage of their full Lucasfilm dialogue. I yeah. mean catalog. Yeah. I mean you know Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the sequel? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean even though we've never even seen that movie, I heard it was a disaster. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. That's what's wrong with Lucasfilm running Disney. But they've also done lots of things right. Besides the uh, the new trilogy, they've given us plenty of other great content. For sure. They The current animation, live action series, and the spinoff films yes. have pretty much all been top notch. They've honestly been carrying like, Star Wars yeah, for the yeah. longest time. They... Because they have the two spinoff films of Rogue One and Solo. Yep. Great side stories. I definitely agree. Rogue One is a great companion piece to A New Hope. Yes. And Rogue One is honestly, yeah, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. And then Han Solo is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. He gets his own spinoff movie. And uh, the actor Alden Ehrenreich did a fantastic job I portraying agree. him. I yeah. I had no issues. And it was an all-around fun film for me. I guess we should have prefaced this at the beginning. This is a full spoilers podcast. Yeah, so, so. if you're like, <laughs> if you don't know anything about the Star Wars universe or you haven't seen some of these live action uh, TV shows or the movies or anything, uh, yeah. Basically, we're spoiling everything in this podcast, so listen at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. But if you've already seen them or you just don't care, keep going on. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, who hasn't seen the originals? Yeah. Unless you're uncultured <laughs> or live, have been living under a rock. Yeah. But, Anyway, spinoff films have been great. The live-action series, Mandalorian, like I've said, is the greatest thing Amazing. of the last five years. i got to say it. It's great. I could do a whole episode about Mando. On why The Mandalorian is amazing. And then they brought back the Clone Wars animated series. And now if, if you want to hear our extended thoughts on that, check out our animation episode yep. we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Season 7 was great. Ended this, uh, the show wonderfully. And then next month, we also got The Bad Batch. Yes. So there's still plenty of other Star Wars content to be glad about in this new era of Disney-produced content. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't like the new movies or you're not interested in them, you can check out all this other new yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. even if yeah, you're not in the movies, there's still more Star Wars to enjoy if it's yeah, if not movies. Yeah, so. Yep. so that's what's right and what's wrong in this conglomerate of a mickey mouse company <laughs> but that's about it that's so about it. what are we talking about next well next okay we're gonna do uh film reviews and opinions now before we go into this i probably should have done this earlier but quick disclaimer everyone again this podcast does not support the kind of hate or toxic behavior that is expressed through the fandom and the public and it is purely a friendly discussion and debate so please enjoy. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is probably the meat of the podcast here, yeah. our discussion. Breaking down our thoughts and opinions on these three new movies. Yes. So again, uh, if you haven't seen them, we're about to lay it all out. But if you want us to just save you approximately two, four, six, six or seven hours of... Of movies? Of movie watching, well, we'll then... just cover it in the next 30 minutes. Yeah. So. We already started talking about The Force Awakens. Yes. Let me get my notes here. Oh, he's got notes. <laughs> you know, since I don't want to dominate the conversation, 
thoughts on TFA? Thoughts on TFA? Okay. So, obviously, as we said, um, first Star Wars movie in a while. I really, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, you gotta love characters like Finn and and Kylo. Like, come on. No matter what you say, Kylo Ren is a great character. Mm-hmm. I love Kylo Ren. He's so good. Adam Driver Adam, is an amazing Adam actor. Adam Driver is just an amazing actor just by himself. So, really great role. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, it was great seeing returning characters, you know, like Han and Wook and no, Han and Han and Wookie. Han, he had no name now, sorry. <laughs> Han and Chewie. Sorry. Um, so, you know, and then, you know, the introduce, introduction of Rey. So, I thought it was I thought it was really good overall. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, like like we said, JJ and the writers did an amazing job. I have down. It's for a modern Hollywood movie. It's pretty great. Yeah, you have the soundtrack. You have the visual Soundtrack's effects. Soundtrack's amazing. A, a balanced use of CG versus practical sets. Yep, and like we said, great new characters. And fantastic use of original characters. Yeah, and I felt like uh, Force Awakens made really good use of of kind of some unknown actors that were really great. Now that's, they've really uh, catapulted them into like bigger stardom. That's an important part about it. Yeah, like back when the original came out, who's Mark Hamill? Who's Harrison Ford? <laughs> like, yeah. and you know, honestly, I mean, they, they may have been in some smaller stuff, but like, oh yeah, before no, I mean, like with Phantom Menace, enough. <laughs> Force Awakens, I'm just getting all mixed up. Uh, with Force Awakens, you know, before that, you know, you nobody really knew who John Boyega was. Oh, yeah. Or, or Daisy Ridley. Or, I mean, I'm not yeah. sure if Adam Driver was in match before that. He I'm was in smaller sure. stuff. Was, okay. But honestly, before Same with, that, yeah. Yeah, like, and then after that, you know, they were names known around the entire world. So yeah, really, every every boy and girl knows, knows who Finn and Rey is. Yeah. Now, so, uh, yeah. Obviously, great introduction of this new story. They had a great setup, and personally, I mean, I have to say it's my favorite out of the new ones. I definitely agree. It's, su- it's is- such a pure experience. It's yeah. fun. It's it's got life to it. Yeah, I feel but, like it's 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 still got a good amount of the Star Wars vibe. Yeah, I feel like it's, yeah. it's, it's a strong first movie. I know. Yeah, like. A lot of people say it could be a rehash of A New Hope, which, in a way, it inspired ideas from it. Yeah. But, yeah. You, you could almost say it's this generation's New Hope. That And that's the point. Yeah. We are now in the third generation... Of Star Wars fans. Of Star Wars fans. Yeah. And they gave a great first movie for new fans and old. Yeah. But, here's the but. <laughs> but. <laughs> Alas, Lucasfilm, like we said failed to see through that a cohesive story was told going forward yes like i said the build-up you know everything in this movie is a oh so what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. and i think they to be honest they kind of played the writing of tfa kind of safe yeah if we're being honest Mm -hmm. except i mean the one biggest spoiler they took the biggest chance at killing off a main character like han solo yeah when i first saw that i literally could not believe my eyes yeah like not only is he just just a big character in the show but like like an original like long time character the original three like yeah yeah. (laughs) 
So, but when I first saw the movie, I strongly disagreed with it. But yeah. after examining it more, I realized it was a great motivation for Kylo and just yeah, good story writing. And they didn't let the legendary status of this character get in the way of nice storytelling. Yeah. Okay, so TFA, wrap it up. Solid film. Solid film. I will rewatch it all the time. Me too. And then episode eight, where you're on now. Yes. Titled The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Directed by Mr. Ryan Johnson. Written and directed. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we said, he was not part of the creative process in the first one at all. And they just say, let's hire this nice up-and-coming director. He's directed a few smaller films. Yes. And just let him take his direction. Very controversial choice by Lucasfilm. Yeah. And by seeing how this wrapped up, yeah. They either should have had J.J. do all three, or they should have had uh, him and his writing team do the whole Yeah, yeah. Really, script. I mean, in the long run, no matter who they had, they should have just had the same person yeah, do all three films. Like, they could have had Spielberg and Lucas come back and direct it. Yeah. They still wouldn't have saved it. No. But... TLJ, as its acronym is, I would say it's very different from TFA. Definitely. In many ways, and it's probably the most stark contrast to any sequel they've ever had. Yeah. This is where the the division between the fan base happened. I, the, the, 2018 was definitely a a very uh, it was, it was dividing 20- year for the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it came out December 2017. Okay, sorry, 2017, then, all right. You know, it still got heated after that. Yeah. Because um, they made lots of writing choices and character portrayals people just weren't vibing with. Yeah. Now, I'll just say it up front. I'm, I'm not a TLJ hater. I can still enjoy the movie. Yeah. It's not my favorite movie, but it's I don't like absolutely hate it. It's definitely not my favorite, but it's about mid-ground for yeah. me. Yeah, I agree. So I'll start with the parts that are the best. Okay. Sure. Number one thing I will literally fight anybody over. <laughs> Luke's character development was not out of character. He was written wonderfully by Ryan. Yeah. Anybody who thinks differently can go watch Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people say, that Luke's portrayal of running away from the resistance, of running away from his problems, was not very Jedi Jedi like. That's literally the same thing Yoda did. That's the same <laughs> thing that Yoda and Obi Wan did. And who taught Luke? Yoda. <laughs> so granted, they were running for their lives. Yeah. And Luke is just doing it because he's uh, disappointed in himself. Yeah. But you think about it. He lost his pupil, which was his nephew, to the dark side. Yeah. Had his Jedi Temple and all of his Padawans destroyed and killed. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the man's going to be devastated. Luke basically had his own, like, Order 66 happen. Yeah. Talk about personal tragedy. So, obviously, he's, he goes off. Yeah. So, I think the two best characters that were written in this movie were Luke and Kylo Ren. For sure. Kylo was cool in the first movie, but he became a convincingly likable villain in the second one yeah now for those who don't know like i'd say at the start of this new trilogy that was happening um a lot of people gave kylo ren the nickname of krylo ren yeah (laughs) because they're like oh my gosh who is this character he is so he's such a baby he's so whiny yeah but like 
I don't know about, I mean, I know me and you basically feel the same, but, like, by the time, yeah, like, Last Jedi and then towards the end, like, yeah, Kylo was just, uh, he was a really, yeah, convincing and, like, like you said, likable villain. He wasn't that, he he was very different from the first movie. He really emphasized himself as a powerful villain. He had great motivations. Yes. Had a very imposing, uh, I guess he was just a very intimidating character. Yeah. And so, he was, I gotta say, out of the movie, Ryan's character uh, development and writing is, uh, was great. Yeah. But his plotline story lighting was, you know, just basic. Mm-hmm. If anything, he does great character treatments. The story itself was okay. It's just okay. Because he developed Ray decently as well. Yeah. And then... A lot of people say it's almost... I don't want to say it was a boring movie, but it was a very uneventful. I feel like, I feel like uh, Last Jedi is definitely like a slow burn movie. It's a slow burn, you know? A lot of people say that there wasn't even a lightsaber on lightsaber battle scene, technically. Yeah. I just... Yeah. But, I mean, the throne room with the Praetorian Guards okay, makes up for it. Like, how can you... How can you look at that and be like, that was not... Like, that was so cool. Yeah. I mean, people still criticize it for its choreography but oh, okay well <laughs> if when you're watching it at yeah full frame rate it, yeah it's sorry that i'm not going uh i'm not watching this at one, one fps <laughs> clicking my uh my right arrow key going frame by frame but yeah he he the movie really redeems itself with scenes like the throne room duel finn versus phasma yeah which still could have been a longer fight but was yeah. still justifying justice was served and then obviously the, at the end where kylo and luke have their face off mm-hmm. everybody was like oh luke's gonna blow everybody away <laughs> he's gonna create a force storm and push away all of the first order walkers and he's yeah. just going to obliterate kylo yeah. no he embraces the jedi spirit and says i am not going to fight you but i'm going to confront you and say what you're doing is wrong yeah and you need to stop yeah so although yes i wanted to see luke go sicko mode yeah um <laughs> the, the way they went with him being as the the beacon of peace yeah was a great parallel against kylo's absolute anger in that yeah because they were definitely very two different sides of the spectrum there yeah so so overall, TLJ was an acceptable sequel to the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that I I definitely enjoyed it. it certain aspects were other mm-hmm. parts. I'm like, gosh, I wish I could forget that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say it it at least I feel like it it didn't live up to what it could have been, but it wasn't the worst thing ever. Yeah. Because you think. It's the middle chapter. Yeah. So much stuff can still happen. It's the middle child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody forgets about the middle child. <laughs> we, sorry, all those middle childs yeah. out there. But yeah, there were some missed opportunities, but also some interesting choices that I can respect that were made. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess that's all I gotta say about that because we have a lot to say about the next one. Yeah, we're at the okay. Check our timestamp here. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then to round out this new trilogy, 
was episode nine, what they decided to call the Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Now, okay. Controversy central right here. This is, yeah. Uh, where do I start? No, um, let's just say <laughs> when the trailer dropped, okay, I remember I was at school, like when the trailer dropped, and now my teacher was my, my teacher school was 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 a big he was a big nerd big Star Wars fan so like he literally brought up the you know on on his projector the whole class watched the Rise of Skywalker trailer now in the moment pure excitement because mm-hmm. now I mean how can you not how be? can you especially since you know basically nothing about it like how can you not be excited when a new Star Wars movie gets announced you just see no lightsabers swinging you see you, you know. hear you hear music you see lightsabers you see fights in space so yeah. like i remember watching it yeah i was so excited and then you know at the end of the trailer when you hear palpatine everyone's Woo! like say what palpatine's but, back but we're like is he really back is he really back or is this like or, or, or do they want you to think or do they back? want you to think that so i just remember the trailer was exciting that's how i remember yeah i saw it and i was like wow there could be hope that they could round this out yeah in a fantastic way and everybody truly thought so but i with this movie, it is the only Star Wars movie that I can say that I kind of don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they dropped this trailer. Everybody was so excited, and they're like, "Congratulations, you, you played, played yourself." yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I hate it. I'm not gonna say that it's trash because it's not. But just say that we, in one word, for me as a hardcore fan, it was underwhelming. Yeah. No. Okay, let me look at what I got to say here. And I feel like just seeing it one time, like there's too so much to take in. Seeing it one time was not enough. I felt yeah. like. Now, I'll be honest. The first time we saw it on opening night, I was feeding into the hype. I was getting all pumped up while we were watching it. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the end, I was like, "Wow, okay, I guess it's over." Wasn't that awesome, guys? And everybody's like, "Uh," <laughs> and I'm like. What do you mean? I remember when we went to see it. Yeah, I was gonna get mad at you guys, not you specifically. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. our other friends. I'm yeah. like, how'd you guys not like that? Yeah, because we went with a big group of people to see it. But um, with time comes thought, yes. and with thought comes a change of opinion. A change of opinion, and then I thought, uh, you know, there was lots of story uh, directions that were very questionable and they could have gone in a different way and not only did we did we have time to think about it we also went back and saw it mm-hmm. was it one more time we saw it twice i think theaters? i saw it one more time in yeah theater. so we saw it one more time in theater so you know um as, as anybody knows you see anytime anything twice or especially in a theater now you can really focus on the small details and you don't have to pay so much attention because you already know what's going to happen so you can kind of uh get a full grasp on what things are happening at what time so. so yeah the second time i saw it i was like okay i see it for its shortcomings but i guess it was still cool right yeah but and so before i get to my final thoughts on it i want to explain some of some other points of it that need to be discussed definitely number one problem i have with the movie palpatine's return yeah that was it was a cool aspect but once it was in motion we're like how is he alive, and how do they not explain how he came back? And, and I, I'm, 
I, I don't know if this was gonna come up for that, but I just know there's that there's that one line online. I think it's I think it doesn't post, <laughs> post it, says. and he's like somehow Palpatine's come back. I can then just <laughs> imagine the writing room. They're like, how do we explain this? I don't know. Just just uh, kind of cover over that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, that, yeah. that's definitely a a, a big flaw there. <laughs> Speaking of the writing of this movie, yeah, that's where the controversy comes in. So. Originally, a few years before the movie was made, Lucasfilm hired a man by the name of Colin Trevorrow. He directed the new Jurassic World movies. Yes. And they hired a guy to write it named Derek Connolly, which apparently they work on movies together a lot. Mm -hmm. And then, so they wrote this script a few years before the movie was made, and he called it Duel of the Fates. Be like, wow, that sounds cool. Oh. And, and it's the same name as the theme from the Phantom Menace fight. Yes, but probably one of the best Star Wars soundtracks. I mean, come on, the how, opera goes hard. How can you not love Duel of the Fates? So you're thinking, wow, that just brings it all together. Yeah. Episode 1 to Episode 9. And another thing that irks me is that the team said that this movie is going to unite all three trilogies. Yeah, it's unite it, the fans, and I don't see how that how they no if, if made anything, sense of that they disunited they disunited, <laughs> but for whatever convoluted reason, right, less than a year before production started, they fired Trevorrow from directing duties. I don't know why. It's either a they didn't like the script and they wanted to overhaul the team. Yeah. I think right before that, he had put out another small movie of his, and it didn't perform very well. Oh, really? It's a small movie. So they're like, like uh, the critics say that you're, this movie kind of sucked, so we don't want you working on Star Wars. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so major injustice on the side of this poor director. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward. He is doing the final Jurassic World movie, so it's, it's sounding pretty cool. Yeah. Man, um, justice for my man. Yeah. So I really would have liked to have seen his vision. There was leaks of the script online. I have not read it, but more on that later. I'll yeah talk about that. So then, going forward, they're like, "Well, I guess we better pull a a fail safe and bring J.J. Abrams back in again." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then which is fine. He's a good director. But then they brought in. A director, his name is Chris Terrio, and I'm sorry, this dude killed it. <laughs> and they should have looked at his resume and said, "No thanks, but out. <laughs> he was the screenwriter for Batman v Superman and the Theatrical Justice League." Oh so, my goodness, that's, talk, en that's enough right there. Talk about a red flag, Lily. You say the words "justice," you already know leads coming after it. <laughs> So, yeah, which I don't understand because I also looked on his IMDb page. Yeah. Years before writing those two movies, he wrote an Oscar-winning script. Really? With Ben Affleck. How do you go from, like, like peak Oscar-winning and you just go, like, literally plummet straight down and make the movie like Justice League and then... And then you're like, yeah, I think I should definitely make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Then again, it probably, it was a very different type of movie. Yeah. But once they saw that he was a good writer, they're like, put him in on blockbusters. See, now, <laughs> you, you, so you said this movie that he got an Oscar from was like, was from a long time ago, right? Like 10 years ago. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, 
he's definitely they're like oh he's he's won an oscar in his life let's get him in here dude yeah no i don't yeah but anyway because when it comes to writers maintaining a thought process of continuity is important yes the way that they writ- wrote the captain america and avengers films even though it was different directors it was all the same writers actually yeah it was um everybody knows the russos and knows mm-hmm. um all the other guys who have worked on the yeah movies but what is their names it's uh christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely oh okay who you, you always see their names in the credits yeah they're responsible for your favorite avengers films exactly so why couldn't they have gotten people like them mm-hmm. to write this entire trilogy yeah anyway <laughs> so these jj and chris terrio make this movie and i also read uh anthony daniel's biography yeah he, re- he plays c-3po and he kind of like was unfiltered about his entire 40 years of working on this trilogy i mean saga yeah and he said what he had to say about episode nine was very appalling because he'd say every day he'd walk on set and they would have a different script for him every day really they were doing rewrites every single day they're like uh so what do we want to happen on set today let's make this happen let's have, let's have a group powwow and we'll figure it out <laughs> so guys how do you want to finish this climactic yeah. saga of four right, years guys, thinking caps on let's brainstorm <laughs> so obviously the actors were disgruntled about the yeah. way this film was handled um so now that we're done with uh, roasting cross terrio <laughs> um the, what else i have to say about this movie is that all in all besides the disappointing storyline it's actually a really cool movie it still has fantastic action visuals are still stunning yeah the entire time i was watching it it was edge of your seat storytelling yeah that storyline did not stop the whole two and a half hours no and i was like this is great it's just keep going and going but it went a little too far yeah (laughs) um like when it comes to writing kylo was still a good character ray was still fine um i would say that john boyega's finn was the biggest oppor- missed opportunity in this franchise yeah like he, i think he, like, he's such a good actor and they and they really just kind of dropped the ball on him they the really sidelined his character yeah because he was probably one of the most interesting character developments in tfa yeah you're like oh it's a stormtrooper who who defected who defected and now he's with the resistance oh that's compelling yeah and then he for the next two movies he just runs errands yeah for the resistance they're just like oh and just screams ray's name the entire time like, oh yeah go, go, go to cantabite go to go to this planet go to go to know. what did he even do in rise of skywalker i really don't even know he was just there <laughs> oh he, he was yeah i don't i don't even know yeah so really dropped the ball on his character and even though they introduced some new characters they still didn't do anything yeah um the zori bliss character she was cool uh but i mean she had one important part where they uh met on that planet yeah and then uh that girl Jana, who rode on the space horses she did nothing yeah she but, was just like you can't be on my planet never mind <laughs> all right you guys are cool yeah so 
when you look up the word missed opportunity, you see all of the <laughs> stuff happening in this movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But when it comes to controversial writing and plot points, I might get some flack for this. Even though I don't think it was the best route to take, mm-hmm. I was very uh, okay with the way they took Ray's character. Mm-hmm. Although I was very surprised, spoiler alert, that they made her a descendant of Palpatine. Yeah. I was like, that's weird, but kind of cool. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> sure how I felt about that. I was like, I was surprised, but I wasn't like, like, I don't know. I, felt, I wasn't wild, but I was surprised. I mean, know? seeing her shoot force lightning was cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you find out, like, about her parentage a little bit. You're like, well, that's it? Okay. Okay. But then... The other thing that happens at the very last ending of the movie, I'm also completely okay with the Ray Skywalker situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when she's like, oh, I have no last name, so I will carry the Skywalker legacy by taking on that name. I think that's a great way to mm-hmm. uh, bring honor to Luke and Leia and yeah. Ben Solo and Anakin and everybody. Yeah. But... So yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> pretty much how I feel about that movie. Mm-hmm. So plenty of, plenty more stuff to say about it, but I've probably already gone over my ten minutes uh, of explaining this movie. But now I will say one thing that I know we both agree on, that is a that we both like about uh, Rise of Skywalker, is Kylo Ren's character development. If anything, he was the his character development was almost flawless. Yeah. Until the Raylo kiss. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We, we, we do not support that here. But yeah. Um, and I thought his, re- his redeeming back to Ben Solo was actually quite well done. Yeah. Although I originally wanted him to die a painful death. <laughs> yeah. I think he was redeemed well. <laughs> yeah. But see, then he, when he was redeemed, I was like, wait, I want more Ben. Yeah. Wait, don't do this. Yeah. And then, one final comment on it is, even though the ending was pretty <clears throat> badly written, all the coolest moments happen at the end. At the end, Ray gets her new lightsaber. Yeah, <clears throat> and they all come back together. It is pretty wholesome when it's like, "Oh, we won!" and they're hugging. Yeah. And, but another thing on Finn, I really would have liked to have seen him become a Jedi. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would have been. They feel like there can only be one main Jedi protagonist. Like, no, there can be more. Like, Rey and Finn can just be Jedi buddies. Come on. They're like, after Order 66, no. There can only be one. The rule of one. <laughs> yes. So, uh, one last comment to wrap up this movie. I think I saw this online, and I agreed with it. The statement that of how they felt about the Rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. All in all, the movie itself is actually a very good compelling movie yeah but so you could say this all in all was a good movie but it was not a good star wars movie yeah you could say that yeah if that makes sense I, yeah yeah like if this was just if this is just a sci-fi action movie it would actually be amazing yeah but it was just not fulfilling for a star but wars considering story. it has like 40 years of storytelling to conclude on yeah so so that's how i feel about that yeah and so another aspect that relates to Rise of Skywalker is I found online, interestingly enough, 
there is a fan who adapted the leaked script into a comic so that you know everybody could have a visual form of how the movie could have been yeah and if you want to check him out i believe online uh, his name's andy weingarner you can look up him up on twitter or uh check out his website where he lists the comic for free so mm-hmm. people can read it yeah so he took this screenplay that was leaked online he adapted it into a comic a seven issue series and granted i have not read the full script <clears throat> i've seen the concept art yeah, neither have i i've seen the concept art and i've seen some of the uh the high points from the script but reading this comic really left my jaw dropped yeah i was like how did they look at the script and not think this was a good idea yeah then again it's not perfect it has its shortcomings mm-hmm. but i could definitely forgive it for a better structured and fulfilling story yeah um i'm not going to spoil what's in the comic if you don't know anything about it because mm-hmm. if you're interested you should either check out the script or the comic and read it yourselves it's really good yeah um, i haven't read it but justin told me lots of good things about it yeah i was reading it last week i don't think he's completed it yet because i was on the seventh issue and it kind of broke off before yeah, it ended i remember you telling me yeah so i don't know completely how it ends yeah but i have an idea and i'm like this is what i want yeah <laughs> you're like it's just too much to ask for <laughs> i'm a simple man <laughs> but some aspects the knights of ren do awesome stuff yeah uh, definitely lacking yeah ray and uh poe were pretty much the same characters yeah uh finn is utilized greatly he is such an empowering character mm-hmm. for the resistance um i just gotta say one of my favorite parts i never thought they were gonna do this finn rallied the stormtrooper uprising yeah let's see <laughs> he was able to turn a squad of stormtroopers against the first order oh that's so cool because yeah i just gotta say it he meets a stormtrooper that he used to know he takes off his helmet he's like bro we gotta do this together, we do this together. <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much but um they had some great story points in there it's interesting enough i can see the points that they took from that script and mm-hmm. put into the rise of skywalker oh yeah i'm like that's kind of similar but just really dumbed down yeah just more in, cool. a, in a less cool way yeah so uh yep shout out to that guy who wrote that comic check it out i thoroughly enjoyed reading that all right so for our final segment of today's podcast we're going to be look we're going to be reviewing some hot takes that dustin found online and for those of you who don't know what a hot take is, it's basically a controversial statement that somebody can give, and uh, we'll talk about if we agree or disagree with them. Right. So for the first one we have, it is that this this uh, hot take was put out that The Rise of Skywalker is better than Return of the Jedi, and the, <laughs> the, the results were 77 people said they disagreed thankfully yeah 23 people said they agreed yeah okay okay what is it what is wrong with this one? <laughs> once again if you say that my favorite movie return of the jedi is better than my least favorite movie i will physically fight you <laughs> <laughs> don't don't catch justin on the street he'll take you in the alley all right 
because those 23 percent you know some people make you know everybody makes mistakes in life but they're making every mistake right here okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not saying you can't like the movie because you can there's great moments but uh that's but what you're doing is just criminal. what you're doing is just wrong <laughs> i'm sorry the return of the jedi is my favorite movie and that's that yeah now uh for the for most of these hot takes justin's already seen them he's the one that found them yeah but I have I have this is the only this is I'm I'm seeing the them for the them. first time as everybody else so you can get my reaction yeah. too yeah feel free to give so, your uh, reaction yeah to all it. right so next one all right so next okay <laughs> we have the Donald Glover Lando from uh the the solo movie is better than Billy D Williams Lando and it's sixty three percent disagree thirty seven percent agree yeah um. This is a hard one to say, but I think what I would say, it's split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover is the perfect young Lando. Billy D is the perfect old Lando. Yeah, because I think, I agree, because I think they both played their roles, their respective roles, like you said, perfectly. Like, obviously, you know, I mean, there's an age difference there, but yeah, like, each one is playing their own side of Lando. And it's not like they're playing, it's not like, you know, they're playing the same age Lando trying to just recast. They're playing, you know, a Lando that had, you know, he's been through a lot, had a lot of experience. And it's like, you know, new Lando, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I, yeah. Casting in that movie across the board is just great for all those characters. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, all right, right next. We have the Clone Wars will always be better than the Mandalorian. 67% said agree and 33% said disagree. Now, uh, I'll just say <clears throat> I agree with this. I will agree because even though Mandalorian is an amazing show, we have seven seasons of Clone Wars, which is honestly some, which is just honestly, it's just peak storytelling and like mm-hmm. writing. It's so good. Yeah, because as amazing as it is seeing live action Mandalorians, uh, the show wouldn't be what it is without without the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Yeah. So, and like we said. Um, earlier in our animation episode, like the Clone Wars is probably some of the best Star Wars content within the past several years. Mm-hmm. So how can you not love it? And especially since we grew up watching it yeah. every week. So I mean, yeah, I mean we're prequel babies. Yeah. So we're 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 the, we're the middle era. Yeah. Fans. So, so obviously this this was like perfect for us. Yeah. And especially if you're someone who's not into the prequels, it really expands on those ideas. Yeah. So. It takes, it's like all the best aspects of Star Wars. So, Next, we have, except for the space battle and throne room emperor scene, uh, Return of the Jedi is an absolute snore fest. <laughs> oh my gosh. 72% disagree and 28% agree. What's with all the Return of the Jedi hate? Like, okay, this? <laughs> this Jedi slander has to stop. <laughs> we, we do not accept Return of the Jedi slander here. If you see it, we're throwing you out the back door. Okay? Again, yeah, totally disagree. It's an amazing movie, and if you don't like Ewoks, then gonna... <laughs> what kind of sick, twisted freak are you? <laughs> <laughs> were you like forced to watch Care Bears every day when you were yeah, a kid? Yeah, some or... sort of internal trauma. <laughs> All right, just I mean, you know, he's just trying to eat a granola bar. You know, come on, forest. look, it's so cute. It's so cute. All right, next. Oh, now this one is in terms of one of the Star Wars video games. So Star Killer should be canon but not as not as overpowered as the video games maybe a future story for him yes 80 percent agree 20 percent disagree 
What do you think? Honestly, I so that if uh, if you haven't heard of them, there's 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 these games called Force Unleashed. There's two of them, and it takes uh, it's it's about this uh, uh, main character named uh, <clears throat> Garen Malik or Star Killer. And honestly, I love. I mean, at least the first one is an amazing game. You just played it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him as a character. Now, yes, in the game, he's a little overpowered because yeah. he's in the in the game he's um, he's Darth Vader's apprentice. And I mean, you know, Darth, Darth Vader's already like the CEO of Star Wars villains. So I mean, it only makes sense that he would be powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely would like to see more of him. Yeah, but maybe not as just like. Let me just electrocute and cut everything. Yeah, you know. But still, I I really like him as a character, so I think I'd be I'd be down for more. Yeah, considering yeah, like I said, I just played the game and I experienced it f- the story for the first time. Yeah, I think it's an interesting storyline, but I don't think it needs to be canon. It's just a cool story that you can appreciate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, people were keeping it civil with with opposing opinions here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Next. Kylo Ren is more complex and compelling villain than Vader in the original trilogy. 61% disagree, 39% agree. I, uh, I mean, Vader is the greatest villain, not only in this movie, but pretty much of all time. Yeah, like, even if you don't, have never seen Star Wars, everybody knows who Darth Vader is. Because an iconic look... An iconic, br- he has iconic breathing. Yes. What other character ever has iconic, iconic breathing? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I Kylo still holds his own as a great. He's still villain. Yeah. And if you at least want to say that they're level with each other, that's okay. But you, I'm not gonna say that Kylo's I'm not, better. Yeah, I love Kylo Ren. Like I said, he's probably my favorite character out of the new trilogy. But yeah, you, you can't say he's he's top top over Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, come on. All right, next. We have Rogue One is the best Star Wars Disney movie. 70% agree, 29% disagree. I mean, honestly, yes. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they knew what they were doing with Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One, like I said earlier, Rogue One's just a great movie. Like, it's not the, uh, the crowd-pleasing movie for everybody like uh, The Force Awakens <clears throat> is. Yeah, but... I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like... I feel like it wasn't as, like, the huge blockbuster level as, like, you know, the, the, yeah. the main three are. But, but as a fan, it's uh really it's really great yeah all right next i think the the criminal or oh, the criminal underworld and star wars should get a little bit more love 94 percent agree six percent disagree i wholeheartedly agree yes like, yes the coruscant like yeah kind of like the dark side of coruscant mm-hmm. you know like under the city yeah that's the 1313 13 don't even get me started. We don't. We, oh my gosh, thirteen thirteen is a trigger word on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I've said is probably my number one most wanted Star Wars project. Uh, Star Wars project. Yeah. Um, Considering it was like already in progress, like okay. a Crimson Dawn, uh, Maul and Kira type thing. Ooh, be so good. Even though they're got a great slate of upcoming content, I would still. Almost want that to be my number I w- one. I would take this over some of the content that, that they've already teased. Yes, yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, Finn and Rey should have both become Jedi in the sequels, not just one or the other. 80 per- 86% agree, 14% disagree. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying here, people. These are the facts, okay? Finn needed to fulfill his destiny as a Jedi, and that's that. 
Come on. We need we need some more Finn love. Come on. We we support Finn on this podcast. <laughs> all right. And if not, you know, also come on. John Boyega is just a cool dude. Come on. <laughs> He's such a cool guy. And that's well. That's all for our hot takes for today. Nice. Okay. So d- good way to wrap it up. Yeah. A- any uh, any closing remarks, Justin? Well, I feel like uh, I've had some closure about my feelings about this trilogy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to express it. Maybe you'll feel the same. So thanks for coming to my TED talk. All right. <laughs> now that Justin has uh, blown off all of his uh, his his bound up Star Wars <laughs> fandom steam. That can, that'll conclude today's episode of the podcast. We thank you again for coming back and listening once again. Uh, we'll be back with, obviously, another new episode next week. Uh, remember to um, check us out if you listen on Spotify, maybe on YouTube, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And also remember to check out our Instagram, our Twitter, and, and our TikTok. We actually just posted our first TikTok video the other day. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's Fresh Squeeze Pod for all of those. Yes. So I wrap up today's episode, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya. May the force be with you.